Support for today's episode comes from Dame Products, a sexual wellness brand with the goal of closing the pleasure gap for people with vulvas. You all know I personally love the versatility of the products. I have the Palm, the Arc, and the Air. And if it sets the G-Spot vibrator, don't worry. You can use it on your clit, your neck, your nipples. It's so many options. And as a Boonie Breakdown listener, you can receive 10% off your purchase by using the code BOONY10. That's BOONY, all caps, 10. Details on how to purchase can be found in the show notes and on the BooniBreakdown.com. Hey y'all, it's your girl Booney, and you're listening to the Booney Breakdown Podcast, your source for all things responsible and ratchet. All right, so welcome to this week's episode. This is episode 199 of the Booney Breakdown Podcast. It's a solo episode. If you know and you've been listening for a while, I always do a solo episode the week of my birthday. And guess what the fuck is happening this week? The national holiday of Boonie's birth. Yes. So this week I will be turning 37 years old. Uh, So I'm going to share some life lessons that I picked up in chapter 36 of what I call my life. So stick around for that. Let's just hop right into my pick of the week. It should be no fucking surprise again if you know me what this pick of the week is. And I just want to also make this caveat in saying, I know a lot of my pick of the weeks have been TV shows recently (laughs) because I just love my house and it's cold and the Rona's still there and the variants and all this bullshit. And I just don't, I don't really want to fucking leave my house. It's dark at two o'clock. So I'm in the house watching TV like a loser. But this week, my pick of the week is none other than and just like that. No one should be surprised here. Absolutely 101. Sex and the City is like one of my top, it might be top three shows, favorite shows for me. Okay. Um, I have seen every episode dozens of times. I've watched the movie. The second movie really doesn't exist in my world, but I've watched it a few times. Uh, <laughs> but it really doesn't exist. But I love all of them. So let me just say this. If you have not watched yet, there are spoilers here. So you might want to jump ahead for the next three minutes. Here are my key takeaways from the first two episodes. And I probably am going to do a YouTube video on this this week. But I don't quote me, but maybe. Uh, <laughs> one, I was okay with what happened with Big Dying. Um, shout out to uh, Susan Sharon for saying what I was thinking because Big was a prick an asshole, a fuck boy to carry the entire time of their relationship. But also Carrie also played a big role in that too. So I'm not naive to say that. I was okay with it. I thought they needed an emotional hook to hook everyone into the show, especially diehard fans like myself, because we did not have Samantha saying Samantha. I will say I am pleased that at first I thought they were going to just have her cancer come back and write her off the show completely. So I am happy that at least there is a way for her to come back. If Kim Cattrall gets her life together and just come back, bitch, you fumble in a bag because I also noticed all of them had executive producer credits on this. So they get money, money. Also, um, Samantha, I do like how they've weaved her into the story without her being there. The only thing I do not like is that they're trying to make her out to be a money grubbing bad friend, which she's always had more money than Carrie. So I didn't really understand that. But I just thought that was like real life shit. 
spilling out into the screen. All right. So that was that takeaway. Um, Miranda, my fave, but I'm not shocked at any of her actions that are happening right now either. Um, and I think it was just so funny. Some of the commentary that I was seeing on the show, I'm like, they're old, rich white women who are out of touch. I'm not shocked by anything that happened. Overall, I am extremely pleased. I will not be calling this Sex in the City because it is not Sex in the City. It is, and just like that, it is a new chapter. It is a new show, so I'm okay with it. So far, they've given me enough to keep me interested. I'm invested. I have some predictions, so I'm going to go ahead and say them so they're on the record. One, I think, I have a few ways it's going to play out, but the one that I've been saying publicly is I think Natasha is going to get Big's money because... He's probably an asshole and his trifling ass probably never changed over the paperwork. So Natasha's probably going to get his money. And then my other prediction is Miranda, who now apparently has a drinking problem, is going to fuck Carrie's podcast boss. So those are my two predictions so far that I see coming. I have a few other things, but I could do a whole episode on Sex and the City, so I'm not going to cram it into the pick of the week. But if you have not, check out And Just Like That on HBO Max. It's Booney approved so far. Housekeeping. Housekeeping. Come back later, please. Housekeeping. Not now. All right, we're here for housekeeping. First up on the plate, we do have a confession at the end of this episode, so stick around to the end so you can hear this week's confession. Also, uh, feedback from episode 198, Sex Education with our homie, Goody Howard. So many of you enjoyed this. I'm happy because it really was sex education, especially for those who are parents, uh, those who are not parents, (laughs) who have access to children, if you're out here fucking. And I think this week's episode, last week's episode with Goody made me realize how much of a risk we take nowadays just fucking. Like, it is just a fucking risk. Um, And so, so much feedback. This one stood out in particular. This is such a good episode, Booney. Uh, Seriously, I learned so much. I had many flashbacks, parked cars, dark basements. But definitely a lot for me to think about with my oldest now being eight and I have a house full of boys. I immediately sent this link to, podcast link to my husband to listen to too. So many of you who are parents said you listened to the episode or shared the episode with your husband. So kudos, love it, way to go. I really fuck with it. And if you have not listened to that episode, I encourage you. I really, really do. It's a really, really good one. It is a a truly responsibly ratchet episode. (laughs) So I hope you go back and listen. Also, we have four episodes left in season 10 of the Booney Breakdown podcast. That's right. We're in our final five episodes. Season 11 will air on Monday, February 21st, 2022. Again, that is February 21st, 2022. So go ahead and mark your calendars now for season 11. Also, there will be a new YouTube video dropping this week. Not one on and just like that, unless I'm being very ambitious, but there will be another YouTube video dropping this week. So be sure to do that. The link you can find where to follow us. So you just fucking type in the Booney Breakdown on YouTube and you'll find it. <laughs> now, if you're if you're a good ratcheteer here, right? You've been around, you like a few episodes, you follow me on Instagram and all that good shit. You know what you can get me as a birthday gift? You know what you can get me? What you can get me as a birthday gift is a five-star review over on Apple Podcast app. Yep, that's what you can do. You can just open that purple app on any Apple device. 
you can type in the Boonie Breakdown. Even if you're already following us there, you got to type it in. You select it and you scroll down there and it's going to say write a review. It's going to be some five blank stars. Now, if you're already a gold star ratcheteer, your, your stars aren't blank. You've already filled it in and you've given us five stars. But if your stars are blank, give your girl a birthday gift. Hit five stars. That's it. That's all it's done. You want to go above and beyond? You could type a little review there. That helps. But that's an easy birthday gift and it costs you nothing. Cost you nothing and take 10 seconds. Also, if you want to do another one, you can follow us over on Facebook and Instagram at the Boonie Breakdown. You can follow us on Twitter just at Boonie Breakdown. And you can share this episode or any fucking episode if you want to your friends. Put it in your Insta story, put it on Twitter, put it on Facebook. I appreciate it a long, long time. So that is it for me, but kind of not. But let's get ready to break it down. All right, so we're here. It's my birthday week. I'm turning 37 and 36 taught me a few things. 36 wasn't a super traumatic year. Wait, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute before I jump the gun. But no, there wasn't an immense amount of trauma. Um, some great moments happened in my life. Um, and I, I am thankful of where I am ending Twenty. 21 and where I'm starting my chapter 37. That is the one thing that is so bomb about having a December birthday. And I will always say this um, is that your personal new year aligns up with the calendar new year. And so it's always great to have my birthday. What is it about like 16 or 17 days before the new year starts? And so we're all already in that reflective mode and that let's chill out. We're doing no more work for the year mode. And I appreciate also having, as an adult, I really have grown to appreciate having a December birthday. December is the best month of the whole year. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> but I, I, I have three big takeaways from uh, chapter 36 for me. And the first big one is, um, you know what, I'm going to kind of work my way back. I wrote a list out and I was going to do it in a particular order. But as I just like looked over at my little four bullet points, I'm like, you know what, we're going to change the script up. So the first lesson I learned is it was, it's okay. And you have the right to rewrite the way you see your life or the way you think things are going. And so I know so many times we make plans and have goals and we want to do this by this date and we want to do that by this date. And sometimes it don't work out that way. (laughs) A lot of the times it does not work out that way. And for me, it was um, where I see this the most in my life, where I have room to improve and kind of take onus and harness that ability to rewrite this shit. Like this shit is not set in stone. It's, it's, it wasn't given to me by Moses, some tablets to say, this is how you have to live your life. And at any moment you can get up and flip the script if that's what you want to do. And it makes you happy. And so, I think for me, I've done a lot of work on my finances. Um, Shout out to no student loan payments. (laughs) Um, Cancel student loans, Joe. And I've done, 
I've done a lot of work on a lot of superficial shit, I guess I'll say. But as I'm doing the inward looking and self, it's some room for improvement. And one of those areas is kind of my romantic love life. Um, And let's make this clear. I'm not out here needing, wanting, seeking male attention all the time. But it's like... I need to get very clear on what it is that I do want. And I have noticed, um, especially this year, is that I'm very firm on the things I don't want. But the things that I do want, super murky, super unclear. And so I ride that wave. I use that ambiguity um, to kind of keep and reaffirming things that I believe. And so for me, I keep saying for me, because I'm not saying this is not life advice. These are my takeaways. And hopefully you can see something to help you as well. I have to do the work on the muscle to know what I do want in relationships, what I do want of my love life. I can spit out a gazillion million things of things I don't want, but let you ask me what I do want, the task is harder. And so for me, it's like, Okay, you need to start reworking that muscle of what you want. What are your wants? What are your desires? What needs do you have to that you would like to be met by a romantic partner? That's a big takeaway for me. And also I noticed that I had created this arbitrary curse in my mind that I can't get past the two-year mark in a relationship. Ugh. And so (laughs) if I hold on to that and affirm that to be true, then what am I going to do subconsciously? I see the calendar. I see what we're doing. I start to sabotage or, okay, this isn't going to work anyway. And I'm psyching myself out on something before I even know what it is because I can't go past two years. And it's like, who says that? Who said that? So working on defuncting that two-year rule for me and that goes in hand in hand in saying what I do want and not being afraid to say that believe it affirm it and then also have the behavior to go after what I want and so that was my like one life lesson from 36 is that I have the right to rewrite the way I see and wish to live my life okay um and before, and before I move on on that, I just want to make it clear. It's like we we build muscle memory in negative thoughts, behaviors, and patterns as well. And so I'm not anticipating that this will be an easy thing for me. I know it'll be quite difficult because some of it is rooted in fear. Um, some of it is rooted in slight confusion. Um, and so for me, it's like knowing that I now have to build up the muscle memory to go after the things that I want, to practice saying what I want. Because you, I keep um, law of attraction, whether it's things I don't want, that's what I talk about all the time. So I keep attracting the things that I don't want because that's all I focus on. So I need to get very clear on what is this life that you want? What are the things that you want so that you can have a fulfilling love life, Right. Like, dick is great. Y'all know I love some dick, right? And I love black men. And so it's like, okay, maybe what can I do that I can make this work? (laughs) And and, and make it work in the way that I like, that it's comfortable for me 
and that actually nourishes my soul, right? That sounds really weird to say because I'm not even used to really speaking that way about love, but that was my takeaway for 36 and things I'm going to work on for 37. Number two, the second lesson that I learned in chapter 36 was that finality is not always bad. I'm going to say it again. Finality is not always bad. Um, I know sometimes when we see things ending, we get shook, we get scared, we get sad, depending on what the situation is. And what the biggest thing I learned from chapter 36 was that endings are not always bad. Um, Usually, in most times, they're just new beginnings in disguise. And we get so caught up on the things that we're walking away from or that our life is evolving past that we get stuck, (laughs) right? We get stuck um, with what we're losing and not thinking about all of the opportunity that we have in front of us and what's presenting to us. And so um, we hear that saying, all good things come to an end, right? But it's also true for bad things or things that are draining you and things that are pulling you down and not feeding you and just a life suck like bad things end too. And so whether it's good or bad, when something is ending, it is making space for a new experience, a new opportunity, a new relationship, whatever it is. It's it's new space for you to fill up with hopefully more good opportunities. I'm putting good in air quotes. And I learned this lesson because I had, um, and I've been open about this previously on the podcast, um, where I had assumed the role of caregiver, um, pseudo matriarch somehow for my family. I don't know how that worked and skipped a generation, but, um, after the death of my grandmother, And so for me, oftentimes I was the stability for a lot of people, even when I did not, I myself did not feel stable. And so this year it was a lot of breaking of these ties for me. And I no longer am serving in a caregiver role for anyone. And so for me, for so long, a part of my identity was being a caregiver, taking care of this person, taking care of that person, helping this person through that, helping this person through that. And those situations are gone. And so it kind of left this hole where it was like, oh, my God. But I had to look and, and look into that and know that finality is not bad. These were things that were very draining sources of stress for me. I had been in um, this caregiver role for a long time and to lose that role, it was just a lot of fear based there, right? Like what happens now? What do I do? Who's going to call? And accepting um, that I have navigated uncharted territory before and I've succeeded. So why is this new opportunity any different? I'm supportive. I have now have space and time to do what I want and I love. And so I'm very excited um, now. At first, a couple months ago, it was a little dreadful for me. It was a little scary. Like, well, what what do I do? Because I'm not taking care of anyone. That's all I had known. That's all I, in, in my adult life, that's what I did. And so now 
this switch and this is starting to go into my third point that I learned um, that I have the right and the space and time to do with what I want. I have reclaimed my motherfucking time, right? And it has been glorious. I really have enjoyed it. At first, I felt feelings of selfishness um, because I was enjoying my time and I was spending my money the way I wanted to and I had money to spend on things that I wanted to and treat myself and and all those things. And I felt guilty about it. And so I had to kind of unlearn that and say, no, this is what you should have been doing all along. Like, I was so worried before, like, oh, I can't spend this. I can't buy that because I have to take care of this or I might need it for that. And so now it's been kind of great again, also because I haven't had to pay student loans, <laughs> cancel student loans, Joe, um, that this breathing room and stepping out of a caregiver role has given me kind of this new freedom that I have not had for a good chunk of my adult life. And so thus, my third lesson that I have learned in year 36 as we move into year 37 is that it is time to fucking choose me. (laughs) It is time to choose me. I don't have no chick nor child. I don't have any elderly people, any parentals, any grandparents, anyone taking care of me. I have no, or take me taking care of them. There's no one on my tit. There's no one to support it's me. It's time to choose me. It is time for me to figure out what the fuck do I really want? I have no more excuses now, no more reasons why I can't do this. I can't move away out of Baltimore because not to say that I want to, but it's just like, well, that was always the answer. I can't because I have to do this. I, I can't because I need to be here for pop hop. Oh, I can't because, but now these can'ts are gone. They're gone. So I really, I'm excited about paying attention to the the direction, the way my life is going, Um, taking the opportunities to celebrate these successes, whether they're big or small. Um, I had a lot of good shit happen this year. I was able to, you know, pay off some debt word to KG. Thanks KG for being the black Dave Ramsey. Um, I was able to buy a new home, which is why I'm in my house all the time because I fucking love my house. Um, And I am really just really happy about having the space, the opportunity, the time, the money. And now I just need to work on the desire and fortifying my mind not to do those mind tricks that you don't deserve, you don't need, you don't want. And so we back in therapy now. (laughs) I had taken a hiatus. I had said that before. Um, But we're back in therapy. And I'm excited about that. I think another thing for me in doing this is really firmly developing boundaries. What I'm going to tolerate, what I'm not fucking tolerating. Um, who I'm tolerating shit from, who I'm not tolerating shit from. And so I'm just really, really excited, encouraged, motivated um, to really figure out what the fuck it is I want. One of my friends always tells me, I have never seen someone who's able to uh, manifest the way that you do. You say you want it, you say you're going to do it, bam, bam, it's done. You do it. I, I ask you, like, in less than 90 days, you're like, oh, yeah, I did this. Oh, yeah, I'm going to buy a house. Oh, yeah, I'm going to sell this house (laughs) and it's done. And so I'm really um, in a space that I want to be very intentional. I want to be very um, 
I guess, discerning too, because I know once I start saying these are the things that I want, these are the things that I'm looking for, um, they're going to quickly come. And so I really want to be in a space that I'm ready to receive and accept all of the amazingness that is coming into my life. And so that is it. I have a glass in my hand. Uh, Cheers to new years, new life, new cycles, new chapters that we get to start. And cheers to the ability to always be able to start over or change course and figure out and live the life that you desire and that you want. And so I am excited for 37. I cannot believe I'm also turning 37. Um, it's just like in my mind, it was like, oh, we were. I was in my 20s. And now here we are, you know, closer to 40 than I am to 30 now. <laughs> but the 30s so far have been everything, everything people said they would be. They really have. So I'm excited. So as we, I'm like, it's 37, like, 37 now. Am I like late 30s? Am I the late 30s? Oh my God, I'm late 30s. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that makes sense, right? Because 30, 31, 32 are your early 30s, 33, 34, 35, 36 are like your mid 30s. So then 37, 38, 39 are your late 30s. Oh my God, I'm in my late 30s. But blessed to be here, excited for 37, excited for all the years to come. And um, yeah, so those are it. Again, if you would like to give me any birthday wishes, I really would appreciate it by just giving some five-star reviews over on the Apple Podcast app. That would be so, so, so great. Um, I look forward to seeing some of the new ones come in. But here's motherfucking cheers of 37, bitches. (laughs) Who said that? Who said that? All right, we are here with another Boonies at Confessional. Uh, This one says, hey, Boonie, I am dating a guy way younger than I am. Physically, he is definitely not my type. He is very attractive. I like him. He treats me well. He is cool. He keeps me intrigued with the conversations. He's very intelligent. The sex is fire. I'm pausing. Okay, I'm going to keep reading. Wait, he is the only guy that I have been consistently been with consistently for well over a year. I've really enjoyed my time with him. I absolutely love when we're together. However, when we aren't together, I'm okay with it. One thing that turns me off about him is that he is kind of rude to people. The way he talks to others makes me cringe. I have witnessed this on more than one occasion. So here is my confession. I am not that into him. I only like him when we're together. Out of sight, out of mind, I guess. I've never brought this up to him. I don't want to. I don't want to make it weirder than it is. Ooh. Well, thank you for your confession. This is an interesting one. It's just one of those things like you like the things about him. But I will say, because I was in a situation with someone, we were kind of dealing in the pandemic. And I felt like because we had met in the pandemic, I really did not know who he really was. Because I think the way people treat other people is a very good indicator of the type of person he is. So he might be fine. He can knock them Blow that back out, knock them walls loose, but he's a fucking asshole. And that might just be what it is. <laughs> and sometimes asshole dick be hitting, right? But uh, I feel you. And so peace be unto you and thank you for your confession. All right, guys, that is it for this week's episode. Please be sure to support our sponsors. 
Yes, our sponsors, Dane Products. You can use the code Booney10 to save 10% on your purchase at Dane Products. The link is in the show notes and on the booneybreakdown.com. Also, do not forget we have Patreon. You can head on over to patreon.com backslash booneybreakdown and sign up. Uh, we have some live events. We have a good time to get extra Would You Rather Wednesday questions. So be sure to head on over to patreon.com backslash the booneybreakdown if you would like to sign up. All right. And if you enjoyed this episode, I encourage you to listen and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts podcast spotify amazon music stitcher google podcast iHeartRadio, youtube or any apps that you listen to your favorites on don't forget to leave those five star reviews give me a motherfucking birthday gift you might just hear your review on the next episode follow us on all social media share the episode with those you love those you don't love those you fucking hate i don't make these pretty images for nothing okay have a dope ass week stay healthy safe and sane thank you for listening and remember the ratchet and me always honors the motherfucking ratchet and you Homaste. Until next time.